the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Greetings, it's meeting time, and today we're going to continue the introduction of the sixth step of recovery, that we're entirely ready to have God remove these defects of character. And preparing for this meeting, I learned our defects are called many things. They're called weakness, faults, shortcoming, negative traits, harmful behaviors, survival skills, old friends and so on, and so on, and so on. How about this one? Sin. Whatever they're called, in order for us to recover, they must be removed and replaced with godly character. James teaches, humble yourself before the Lord, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. But we need God's help. And it's in this principle that we must take ownership of these destructive thought process, the behaviors, the emotions, the attitude, the denials, the abusiveness, and yes, our secrets. Look, once our cards are on the table, and that's by taking responsibility for these defects, we must be ready to fold them, throw them in. That's called surrender and have God deal us a new hand. That's called a new life. We must be ready to let God remove from us all the sinful residue built up from this addictive addiction or fractured lifestyle. Now, there's some key words in this step, one being ready or willing. God can't change us unless we're ready and willing. He's not a pushy God. But Jesus said, Come to me, all that are weary, carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Now, if we're cognizant of the fact that coming to Jesus is the only way to salvation, recovery, and healing, why are we reluctant to let go and let God? It's called fear. Fear of the truth. Fear of the unknown. Last week, we learned that in our active addiction or whatever type of emotional issue you're going through, these defects are our means of survival. In our denial and secrecy, we learn how to manipulate, lie, hide. We learn how to protect ourselves and bury our overwhelming pain. And recovery literature suggests that our old friends— or our way of managing this life and taking care of ourselves. Now, when we're immense in our problems, we may have said, I'm tired of living this way, but at least we're in familiar territory. We keep doing the same things over and over again, and in our insane reasoning, we think that somehow things will change, but it doesn't. Listen, nothing changes until something changes. And the truth of the matter is that these defects, these old friends, 
are Satan's demonic weapons to keep us in his control. And Jesus, he's ready and willing to break these invisible chains of bondage when you're ready, when you're willing. Now, another key word in this principle is entirely, meaning we're ready to give Jesus all of our mess. And that's real scary if we think in terms of all or nothing. Listen, the hard work we applied in steps one through five, it helps steer us in the right direction, building this foundation for our ultimate surrender. We must surrender to win. But we have to remember, this is a journey. This isn't a destination. These steps are guides on this journey, and no one can work them perfectly. This is not a one and done. Our part is to respond to God's leadership in this journey and get as close as we can to being ready and willing. And once again, these previous steps revealed what needs to be changed in our life. But the step's not asking if we're going to change them on our own. We know that doesn't work. How many times have we failed at trying to change? Far too many to count. This principle is asking if we're ready and willing to do it right this time, to let Jesus do the changing. Jesus is in the business of forgiveness and healing, and we find his healing power in the scripture I asked you to reference in John 5, verses 1 through 9. Let me go there. Afterward, Jesus returned to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish holidays. Inside the city, near the Sheep Gate, was the pool of Bethesda, with five covered porches. Crowds of sick people, blind, lame, and paralyzed, laid on these porches. And an angel came at certain times to stir the water, and the first person in the stirred water was healed. And one of the men lying there had been sick for 38 years. And when Jesus saw him, he knew he'd been ill for a long time. And he asked him, would you like to get well? I can, sir, the man said. I have no one to put me into the pool when the water bubbles up. Someone else always gets there ahead of me. And Jesus told him, stand up, pick up your mat and walk. And instantly the man was healed. Amen? So what are we to learn from this historical event? Start with this. An angel came at different times to stir the water, and the first person in the water was healed. Can you imagine this chaos? Hundreds of sick people clamoring to get into the water, climbing over each other to be that one person. This crippled man He had no chance, no matter how many times the angel appeared. But our Lord and Savior, he doesn't come at different times. He's always with us by way of the Holy Spirit. Paul teaches, the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. Folks, it's the living water, Jesus Christ, through the Holy Spirit stirring in us, that brings about healing from our crippling disease of sin and addiction. 
Jesus, the great physician, he's on call 24-7. He's always there for us. And he was there for this crippled man. And this man hadn't even heard of Jesus, but Jesus knew him. He knew he'd been ill for years, and Jesus knew this man's heart in spite of himself. And he asked them, would you like to get well? Now, this may seem like an absorbed question. After all, who wants to be sick and helpless? But Jesus was questioning his will. Jesus wanted to draw out this man's desperate need for healing. Jesus was asking him if he was willing to give up his lifestyle. And the man's response may have even been more absurd. Instead of saying, yes, thank you, help me, thank you, he said, I can't. No one will help me. We have to think about this. This was the life he lived for 38 years. Now, it's suggested that he was a beggar, and he was trapped in a helpless, hopeless situation, but he was familiar and accustomed to this lifestyle, much like those caught up in the grips of addiction. Far too many give up and accept their fate. This man couldn't go any further. So Jesus met him where he was and took him the rest of the way. Jesus told him to stand up, pick up your mat, and walk. And instantly this man was healed. Listen, the Savior, he'll never tell anyone to do anything without the power to do it. It's the power of Jesus Christ. And soon after, this man realized who who healed him. And he was excited to spread the good news and tell the Jewish leaders that it was Jesus, the Messiah, who healed him. And Jesus is revealing himself to you and me. And he's ready to save us from our iniquities, from our sin, from our defects. Let me tell you something. In my act of addiction, I was just like this crippled man. For over 30 years, I was spiritually crippled in bondage of Satan with alcohol, drugs, and gambling. I wasn't hanging out at the pool of Bethesda. My hangouts were where drugs were sold, illegal gambling joints and casinos. I felt helpless and hopeless. I thought I would die in this familiar setting. But God had other plans for me. He knew my heart. He knew amidst the muck and mire of my lifestyle, deep down in my inner being, I wanted to get well. And by his grace, mercy, and infinite wisdom, God met me in this muck and mire. The Holy Spirit stirred within me, and I became willing to do whatever it took. I became willing to have God remove my defects. Listen, it never ends each day. I'm willing to have God take some of my mess. And God is ready to meet you right where you are, where you hang out. Thessalonians teach the Lord is faithful. His strength will protect you from the evil one. This is not a one and done. We didn't get sick in one day. We don't recover in one day. The prophet Zechariah reminds us 
in a message he had from the Lord. Do not despise small beginnings, for the Lord loves to see the work begin. So maybe being entirely ready for you is allow the work to begin. So let me ask you, do you want to get well? Folks, you don't want to miss next week. We have a special guest coming. His name is Bob Swesky. Bob has multiple years of recovery and healing. He's very involved in the prison ministries. He offers his testimony, Bible studies, and recovery meetings. He's part of a leadership team for the Washington Bible Chapel, where he facilitates Christian recovery meetings. And last but not least, Bob is an author of a Christian book titled, When God Becomes Your Higher Power. In his writings, we discover how God's presence in our lives can be real, meaningful, and fulfilling. I read it. It's fantastic. It truly blessed me as I walk arm in arm with my higher power, Jesus Christ. You need to be here, and I might be able to talk him into giving a few books away. Amen.